Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udiraye Welcome to everyone who's come from various places around the universe. It's great to be gathered here together to hear a little bit of Bhagavatam this morning. Great to see you all. Hare Krishna. We're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th Canto, 15th chapter, text number 27. And here are the word for word. Eshaha. This, Vai, indeed, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sakshat, directly, Pradhana, the chief cause of the material nature, Purusha, of all living entities of the Purusha Avatar. Excuse me. Sorry, I said it wrong. Of all living entities or of the Purusha Avatar. Lord Vishnu. Somebody now please give me a verse about the Purusha Avatars. Where are the microphones? Are they readily available? Think to the Mangalacharna of the Chaitanya Charnamrita. Yasam sham sham shaparatma kilanam poshta vishnu bhati dugdabdi shai. Okay, give it to me from the beginning. Something about the Purusha avatars, anyone? Just say what the part of the verse you know without looking it up first. Or what you know about it from anywhere. Even if it's not quoting the Sanskrit, just give me an idea about the Purusha avatars. Where are they mentioned? Okay. You got it there? Okay, Govinda, give him a mic. Would you give him a dead mic? We need tech help. There you go. Uh, from Vishnu Purana. Vishnu Purana. Vishnu Stutrini Rupani, Akhyatani Ato Viduhu, Ekahato Mahata Shrashta, Tritiyam Andastan Sitham, Tritiyam Bhutastham, Tani Gyatva Mimuchate. So Vishnu is of three forms. Uh, says that one, Ekata Mahata Shrashta, one who actually creates through Mahatattva. Duti under sansitam, 
second is situated in the Brahmand, then Tritiya Bhutastham, Sarva Bhutastham, third one is situated in every living entity. By knowing them properly, one can be liberated. Yes, it's a very important verse. It mentions that knowing these three is a prerequisite for becoming liberated. Who else has verses about the the Purusha avatars or would like to say something about them according to your knowledge of Shastra? Who are the Purusha avatars? Where do they come from? Somebody, who was about to say something else? You have your hands up? Yes, Kishore Sham. Well, it's not much. I'm trying to go through the taxonomy in my mind right now, but um, uh, Madhya is Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya chapter 20, around verses 150, in the discourse to Sanatana uh, Goswami. We have the Tadekatma uh, expansions of the avatars. We have uh, uh, Swayam avatars, and then the next category is Tadekatma. And then I can't quite remember the other one where the Shaktivesha avatars are, but under Tadikatma, I believe, is where uh, Purusha avatars are, if I'm not mistaken. But that's as far as my brain is Yes, and, right and um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, go, Pastor the mic, Mahaprabhu goes into great detail about mentioning the, the various features of, the, of these avatars. Yes. In, in uh, one or two divinity and divine service, yes. on verse number 23, if we can bring that up, it also okay. explains how... Just say it first. How, <laughs> I'm just going to read it from here. Satvam, satvam rajastama iti prakriti gunaste yukta parapurusha siddhyade hari piranji hariti sangya and then the translation reads, the transcendental personality of Godhead is indirectly associated with the three modes of material nature, namely passion, goodness, and ignorance. And just for the material world's creation, maintenance, and destruction, he accepts the three qualitative forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Of these three, all human beings can derive ultimate benefit from Vishnu, the form of the quality of goodness. And in the purport, Prabhupada is describing. Okay, should I read the purport? Yeah, you can read. Um, that Lord Sri Krishna, by his plenary parts, should be rendered devotional service, as explained above, is confirmed by this statement. Lord Sri Krishna and all his plenary parts are Vishnu Tattva, or the Lordship of Godhead. From Sri Krishna, the next manifestation is Baldev. From Baldev is Sankarshan. From Sankarshan is Narayan. From Narayan, there is a second Sankarshan. And from this Sankarshan, the Vishnu Purusha Avtaras. The Vishnu or the deity of the quality of goodness in the material world is the Purusha Avtara known as Shiro Daksai Vishnu or Paramat or Vishnu or Paramatma. Excellent. That's good, right from our own home territory of divinity and divine service. You can find everything in divinity and divine service as far as the, the basic philosophy goes. Okay, what do you got over here? Are you ready for something? Why don't you grab a first uh, the Adi Lila or something? Yes, Shamalangi. I just remember like the translation in the Adilila when we are glorifying Lord Nityananda, we say that Garbodakshai Vishnu is his a part of him and from Garbodakshai is Vishnu's navel, 
the lotus springs up and Brahma is uh, man created. Yes. That, yeah. That's what I'm trying to squeeze out of the pundit circle over here. They seem to be holding off back on us. Go ahead. Um, I think this is the same verse my mom was talking about. Sankarshana Karna Say name which verse it is so you can put it um, up for everybody. This go really slow deliberately. Verse seven. Of the Adi Lila. First chapter. First chapter. Um, Adi one seven. Sankarshana Karna Toyashai, Garboda Shai Chapayobdi Shai. The translation says, May Sri Nityananda Ram be the object of my constant remembrance. Sankarshana, Sheshanaga, and the Vishnus who lie on the Karna Ocean, Garba Ocean, and Ocean of Milk are his plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions. Good. Good citation. There, the Purushavatars are being mentioned as being expansions of Baladeva or Nityananda, because Nityananda and Baladeva are the same, right? And then he explains how the other, the Prushavatars extend from there. And um, Govinda Prabhu gave us a, a really important verse, which Prabhupada quotes in several places. Narada Pancharatra. So why don't you produce that verse for us, so we can uh, all have it in the, in the forefront. Is it in a purport? So you can isolate it and we'll catch it somewhere. Give it to Shamalangi, she'll put it on a slide somewhere. It, it's in the purport of Bhagavad Gita 7.4. 7.4, let's take a look at it. May I have a Bhagavad Gita, please? What is Bhagavad Gita 7.4 before we turn to it? What is it describing? Bhagavad Gita 7.4, what does it say? No, what does the verse say? 7.4. Thank you. Bhumir apu analovayu kamano evacha ahankara itiyame bina prakriti ashtara. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. Altogether, these eight can constitute my separated material energies. Purport, the science of God analyzes the constitutional position of God and his diverse energies. So I have a question for you all. Are you ready? What does the science of God analyze? Use the microphone and speak slowly and deliberately, please. The constitutional position of God. The constitutional position... And his diverse energies. Okay, now say something about the constitutional position of God and his diverse energies. Take help from others if you need to, but say something intelligible that's related to Shastra. What is the constitutional position of God and what are, his, what are some places that his diverse energies are described? In, um, in the Isha Panishad, a verse in Tad Ejiti, Tad Najiti, Tad Dure, Tad Vantike, Tad Antar Asisarvasya, Tad And this verse um, explains how um, the walk, the Lord walks and does not walk. He's everywhere, but he's also within as well, or he's very near as well. He's far away, but very near as well. He's within everything and outside of everything. And um, there's one more. 
What the, what kind of uh, essence does that describe, or what 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 would you say? What category would you say that is a description? Uh, a description. How is that describing God? That verse. This describes God because these are His energies. He can be everywhere. And um, what word would you use to describe that category of description? Yes. Like the impersonal Brahman form. I would say another word. I'm thinking of another word. What? How would you say? God's far away, but he's very near as well. What does that mean? Yes. Yes, say it. Inconceivable. Yes. So God's energies, it's indicating how inconceivable the energies of God are, that he can be far away, but very near as well, and within everything and yet outside of everything. So this is one of the descriptions of the constitutional position of God. It's important to know because often Prabhupada says, that many people talk about God, but they don't know who he is or what his constitutional nature is, right? So it's important to know this in order to love God, because as Prabhupada says, you can't love the air. It's something that's uh, amorphous, nondescript, and therefore there's, there's no relationship with it. So the more that one understands God's nature and his constitutional position, then the more one can develop a relationship with them. What is that relationship building called? Say it. Sambanda. Sambanda, yes. So the knowledge that leads to our relationship is called Sambanda Jnana. Everyone say. Sambanda Jnana. So this is knowledge of our relationship. And when we know what, our, what God's position is, what my position is, and what my relationship, how I relate to Him, then I can actually enter into the next stage, which is called... Somebody say, you say. Abhideya. What does that mean, Abhideya? You're correct. What does it mean? Can you give us a, a, an idea? After you get some managyan, some knowledge of the relationship, then, then what happens? What's the next stage, Abhideya? Take help from anyone. Call a friend. Bhakti means? Say more. Bhakti means? Somebody tell me what bhakti means. What is the definition given by Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of bhakti? Okay, give it to somebody who's ready to say the verse all the way through. Okay, go ahead. You got it? Give her the mic. The mics seem to be far and few between here. Okay. Anya abhilashita shunyam jnana karma dhyanavritim anakulyena krishnanu shilanam bhakti ruttama. Say something about the verse that will uh, help us. Um, devotional service is that which is devoid of um, material... Um, Material motives. What's a, material an example reasons. of a material motive in worshiping God? Uh, I need a car or I need a It's home. from Janice Joplin. Oh Lord, won't you buy me <laughs> a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Okay, go ahead. So that it should be devoid of jnana, karma. Jnana and karma. Uh, jnana is like I want to be uh, the best. Um, a person who knows the Vedas, or the, truly the learned person, but not the as a servant of God. So we should be devoid of uh, 
the service should be devoid of that too. Any activity that is devoid of these uh, material desires is called bhakti. Okay. What else can we say about it? Because Kishore Shem said, for, for, uh, you know, this Abhideya means bhakti, but I wanted something more than that. It's something Radhika Raman Prabhu brought up several times when he mentioned how Prabhupada translated bhakti and how it relates to the verse that we're just listening to now. Anyabilashita shunyam, that's the first part you described, should be devoid of material desires. Gyanan karmanyanavritam. Now, what's the next part? This is just getting to the point here. Okay, go ahead. Who wants to say on it? Anakul yena krishnanu. What does that mean? Shilanam. Whatever is favorable to Krishna, except that do what, do everything that is favorable in... Now, that's of, important. You use the word do, right? This is essential, because when we talk about bhakti, some people just say bhakti means just feel it. That's one aspect of it. There's two aspects to bhakti. One is the internal feeling. Cheshtarup means that inside you're actually cultivating something. But the, have you ever met anybody? You'd say, do you chant? Are you chanting? And say, I, in my mind, in my heart, I'm always chanting. But ac externally, no chanting going on. So this verse, Anukulyena Krishnanu Shilanam. Shil, you said do. So shil means... It means it's, it's a cultivation. Therefore, we don't just say devotion, we say? Devotional services. Devotional service. And as Radhika Prabhu pointed out, this is the Prabhupada's genius in unpacking all these phrases so that it lands in the right place and everyone understands what is actually devotional service. You're doing something. So did the six Goswamis do anything? And if so, prove it by Shastra. What do they do? And prove it by Shastra. Work with me, people. <laughs> Microphones. Somebody mic up so the audience can hear. This is the live studio audience. The main audience is online, so cater to them. Sing it. Krishna Kirtana Gananartana Paro Premamritambo so this is important because we're following in the footsteps of the six Goswamis and most particularly of Rupa Goswami. Since we're following the footsteps of Rupa Goswami in our line of Gaudiya Vaishnavas, then what are we called? Rupanugas. What does that mean, Rupanuga? What does it mean? You can call a friend if you know, but friends don't have to dial in ahead of time and give them give her a chance. Followers of Rupa Goswami. Yeah, Anuga uh, means somebody who's following in the footsteps. Where else did you hear that phrase um, following from let me give you a clue, it's in the Upadeshamrita. Where does it where does it say in the Upadeshamrita that following in the footsteps of 
certain personalities will bring you to the perfection. Okay, go ahead. Whoever's saying it, just take the mic and say it. Be bold. And if you have it over here, go ahead. Grab the mic. Take what's yours. Okay. Krishnaiti yasya giri tamanasa drieta. Go ahead, finish it. Now back up and, and actually we're, we're thinking of another verse, aren't we? No. Oh, um. We're talking about following takes you to the perfectional stage. Tanama rupa charitari sukirtananu smrityo kramin rasanan nasinioja tishtan vajetan anuragi jananugami kalamna yet akilamiti padesh. What does anuragi mean there? We're, so we're rupa anuga. Tishtan vajetan anuragi. So we become attached, but it also means to follow. Anu means to follow in the footsteps. So we're talking about rupa anuga. We're attached, we're following in the footsteps, and anuragi. Are you all anuragis? Yes. If anybody asks you what you are, you just say, I'm an anuragi. <laughs> I'm following in the footsteps of who? Yes, and uh, who does he represent? Dishtan Raje. Tan Anuragi Chananugami, the residents of Vrindavan. You have to follow in the footsteps of the residents of Raj in order to attain the perfection of our form of bhakti. Our form of bhakti is taking us to the platform of spontaneous love for Krishna, not to uh, any other place. This is the ultimate goal, and we're following the footsteps of Rupa and Sanatan Goswami. So now we heard from you what they do. What do they do? What are the, some of the things they're doing according to Srinivasacharya? We're following them, right? He says um, they're always engaged in chanting the holy name of Krishna and uh, dancing. Dancing? you got to dance. Okay, what else? Um, they're popular both with the gentle and with the ruffians Good. because they're not envious of anyone. Whatever they do, they're all pleasing to everyone and they're fully blessed by Lord Chaitanya. Thus, they're engaged in missionary activities meant to deliver all the conditioned souls in the material universe. Are you all engaged in missionary activities meant to deliver all the souls in the material universe? Say yes. yes. Need a verbal yes. yes. Okay, good. All right, so this is the, the process of following. And yes, Shraddha. I was going to add after today's morning session that the Sadguswamis also did the Sankhya Purvak Namagana Natibi. So they used to count what they were chanting. Yes. They were always uh, keeping track of how many of the uh, chants they did, how many mantras they did, how many times they bowed down, so forth. Very uh, regulated practice. So this kind of regulated practice, following the footsteps of the Goswamis, will lead to this spontaneous practice of devotional service once the original taste that is, is awakened in our heart for that kind of practice. Yep. 
They also used to cry out in separation, Hey Radhe, Vraj Devi ke chale yes. like So they, went, they lived in the Dham, and we also go to the Dham. And we go around and we visit the holy places and we roll in the dust just like the Goswamis. All these practices that we do are following in the footsteps. So if we can back up now, how do we get there? We're looking at the purport of 7.4, and in it we heard... The science of God analyzes the constitutional position of God and his diverse energies. And we heard a little bit about that, right? Okay. The next says, Material nature is called prakriti, or the energy of the Lord in his... Uh, material nature is called prakriti, or the energy of the Lord in his different purusha incarnations, expansions, as described in the Sattvata Tantra. Vishnostu Trinirupani Purush Purushakyan Yatovidu Ekam tu Mahatash Srashtra Dvitiyam Swanda Samstitam Trithiyam Sarvabhutastam Tani Gyatva Vimuchite. For material creation, Lord Krishna's plenary expansion assumes three Vishnus. The first one, Mahavishnu, creates the total material energy known as the Mahatattva. The second, Garbhadakshai Vishnu, enters into all the universes to create diversities in each of them. The third, Shirdakshai Vishnu, is diffused as the all-pervading supersoul in all the universes and is known as Paramatma. He is present even within the atoms. Give me a verse from the Brahma Samhita that says he's present also within the atoms. Go ahead, Govinda. Verse number? Hard to do that. Go ahead, just say the verse. Uh, so I know the second. I remember the second. Andantarastha parmano chantarastham. Govinda madhi purusham tamaham bhajami. And the first line, someone? Eko pyasaura chaditam jagadanda kotim yat shakti rasti jagadanda chayayadanda Andantarasta paramanu chayantarastam govindamari purusham tamaham bhajami. This verse also proves that the Supreme Personality of Godhead enters within every particle, every atom of the universe in the heart of the jiva. And he is present even within the atoms. Anyone who knows these three Vishnus can be liberated from material entanglement. How many here know these three Vishnus? Raise your hand. Put your hands up. Okay. So, Purusha, we're back at 7.15.27. Purusha. Everyone repeat. Purusha. Of all living entities or of the Purusha avatars, Lord Vishnu. And now, if somebody stops you in the parking lot and says, who are the Purusha avatars? You'll be able to give them substantial information from the Safata Tantra, from the, uh, the Adi Lila of the Chaitanya Charamita, and elsewhere, right? Say yes. Okay. We'll arrange to have somebody stop you in the parking lot and ask you. Ishvara... The Supreme Controller, Yoga Ishvarai, 
by great saintly persons, yogis, Vimrigya Angri, Lord Krishna's lotus feet, which are sought. Sought by whom? Yeah, you should say sought by me. Raise your hand. Be counted here. Lokaha, people in general. Yam, him, manyate, consider. Naram, a human being. And the translation is, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, is the master of all other living entities and of the material nature. His lotus feet are sought and worshipped by great saintly persons like Vyasa. Nonetheless, there are fools who consider Lord Krishna an ordinary human being. Give me a verse from the Bhagavad Gita. Go ahead. Avajananti mamudo manushim tanum avyaya ashritam ashrita ashritam param bhavam ajanatom ma vyayam anutamam. Yes, and another one? How about naham prakasya sarvasya yoga maya samavrita mudo yam namijananti lokamam ajamavyam? Where's that verse from? Seven, yes, what? 723, put it up. So Krishna says, somebody who doesn't know my nature, my Supreme Personality of God, it is what? Muddha. What does that mean? What about Vimudha? Really, really stupid. Okay. What do we have up there? I don't see anything. Where are we? 725. We're hitting pay dirt in the seventh chapter here today of the Bhagavad Gita. 725. I'll say, please repeat. Naham Prakasha Sarvasya. Yogamaya Samavrita. Mudho Yam Nabhichanati. Loko mamajam avyayam. The translation is, I am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. For them I am covered by my internal potency, and therefore they do not know my, that I am unborn and infallible. And you quoted Avajananti Mamuda. Where is that from? Nine. 9-11, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, let's look at 9-11. 9-11. Please repeat. Avajananti mamudha Manushim tanum ashritam Parampavamajananto Mabhuta Maheshwaram. The translation is fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature as the Supreme Lord of all that be. So if you know Krishna and you know his transcendental nature, then you'll be liberated from the material world. And if you don't know him, or if you discount his appearance as being something ordinary, then what are you? 
pretty much messed up. Krishna goes on to say in the ninth chapter, Mogasha moga karmano moga jnana vichetasa rakshasim asarim chayva prakriti mohinim shita. The people who are, bewo- who are, are have this atheistic point of view that Krishna is just an ordinary person. He says, Mogasha, they're baffled in all their attempts in life. Mogasha, Moga Karmano, their material activities are baffled. Do you know what baffled means? Confused, perplexed? I'm sure we'll get the etymology soon. What? Frustrated? Baffled means? Someone please help. What? Okay. Um, t- totally totally be- bewildered or perplexed, and the origin um, and the origin is late 16th century in the sense of cheat or deceive, perhaps related to French "baffoir," which means to ridicule, or mock or deceive. Yeah. So, what is a, a way in which? Uh, civilization in general, would you say, is baffled because of not putting Krishna in the center or not acknowledge, acknowledging God? Yes? People who don't know that the center is Krishna, they're usually chasing after other things that don't give them peace or happiness or satisfaction. Like what? Like they travel the whole world, but still uh, they don't get happiness. I know, but these are very general statements you're making. They're all good, but I want specific. I want specific images of bafflement. Yes. Like for example, if they get stressed at work or something, um, instead of educating themselves of who they are, why they are working, and what is the purpose of life, they just go into either movies or intoxications and they just spoil okay. everything. That could be something. Yeah. That's good. Shraddha's got something, I can tell. <laughs> so I was saying like how it happens in, at work that they will tell you to work hard and then they promote you. And then so you, you think that life is going to be good at a higher level, but it is not. So it's not. Go, yeah, it's so difficult. Similarly, I heard Prabhupada Govinda. Matirna Krishna Parata Svatova Mitobi Paddit Grahavratanam Adanta Gobi Vishatam Tamishram Punah Punah Charvita Charvitanam. So, even by their own endeavors or by collaborating with others, they cannot invest their consciousness in Lord Krishna. And uh, because they are Grahavratanam, uh, they are very engrossed in their. Um, daily worldly activities. And so because of this Adanta Gobhi, because their senses are not controlled, uh, Vishatam Tamishram, they are slowly gliding towards hell, Tamishra, hell. And therefore they are repeating Punaha Punaha Charvita Charvananam. They are repeating the chewed, they are chewing the chewed and uh, coming back into this material world again and again. Very good citation for Prahlad Maharaj to his atheistic father. But uh, w- 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 give me something specific. How are they chewing the chewed? Or what, is, what, is, what are some specific ways you see this happening in modern um, godless society? 
So we all take birth, we get married, we get education, then we all die in the end. Yeah, so Prabhupada pointed this out several times that um, man, woman have ch uh, children and then for, they advise them that you should do a, as we've done. Why are you joining the Hare Krishna movement and taking the spiritual life? Do follow my example. Meanwhile, their example has been that they worked very, very hard their whole life, felt frustrated, and didn't really get anywhere. But still you follow me. Why are you going off to follow God? That was basically Hiranyakashipu's idea, too. He wanted Prahlad to follow in his footsteps. Even though um, Prahlad later on said, I don't want any of this because I, even though my father, when he'd move his eyebrow, he could control all the devas. But it was all finished within a second. He said, therefore I know that from top to bottom in this material world, any accomplishment will be ruined eventually. It will be baffled. And so my activities will be baffled. Shraddha? There's a, there's a verse from Chaitanya Chaitanya Adi Lila, 14 chapter, verse number one. And it says that you know, those who take shelter of Krishna, for them difficult things become easy. And for those who don't take, then easy things become difficult. Is it that if they remember Lord Chaitanya, yeah. then difficult yeah. things become easy. If they forget Lord Chaitanya, then easy things, things become, become difficult. difficult. And I was just thinking that along the lines of Hiranyakashipu, uh, normally your children will follow you. So if he was a demon, it was very easy for his son also to be a demon. But such an easy thing became so difficult for him because he got a devotee as a son. Like yes. That. Good points. Yes, Avantika. You were talking about chewing the chewed, and I thought of another example could be with like intoxication. Like people try to run away from their problems by intoxicating themselves, and instead of like uh, understanding like the purpose of life or like praying to Krishna, they just continuously like drink or they take drugs to um, to escape but the problem is still there. Yes, and, and more specific, that's a good example. And very specifically about intoxication, when you intoxicate, then uh, you have to take more and more in order to get the same effect. And the body develops a tolerance to it. So like with alcohol, people drink, but then they have to drink more and more and more in order to um, get the same kind of euphoria. They had so-called euphoria. And... Um, then they become addicted to it, and they have to take it again and again, even when they don't want to. It's very difficult for them to give up. Yes? I was just thinking about the time when we went to buy my last car, and the salesperson was paying five alimonies. Five alimonies. Alimonies, yes. That's a lot. Punas, punas, charvata, charvata. Especially in California. <laughs> yeah. So five times he thought. But the good news is that when he said that you can take the car for a test drive, he would sit right next to us. So we said, okay, I bought it in Palo Alto. So we said, okay, we are going to the temple. So he came with us to the temple. He sat in a Bhakti Shastri class with Sivas Pandit Prabhu for a little while. He ate a lot of halwa outside. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the alimonies are still at five. <laughs> yes, I think he, he needs a little relief after five alimonies <laughs> payments a day. Thank you very much, everyone, for those specific examples. Okay, now 
We're on the translation. Please repeat. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, is the master of all other living entities and of the material nature. His lotus feet are sought and worshipped by great saintly persons like Vyasa. None, nonetheless, there are fools who consider Lord Krishna as an ordinary human being. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The example of Lord Krishna's being the Supreme Personality of Godhead is appropriate in regard to understanding the spiritual master. The spiritual master is called Sevaka Bhagavan, the servitor personality of Godhead, and Krishna is called Savya Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is to be worshipped. The spiritual master is the worshipper God, whereas the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the worshipable God. This is the difference between the spiritual master and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Another point, Bhagavad Gita, which constitutes the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is presented by the spiritual master as it is, without deviation. Therefore, the absolute truth is present in the spiritual master. As clearly stated in text 26, Jnana Deepa Prade, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, gives real knowledge to the entire world, and the spiritual master, as the representative of the Supreme Godhead, carries the message throughout the world. Therefore, on the absolute platform, there is no difference between the spiritual master and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If someone considers the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna or Lord Ramachandra, to be an ordinary human being, this does not mean that the Lord becomes an ordinary human being. Similarly, if the family members of the spiritual master, who is the bona fide representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, consider the spiritual master an ordinary human being, this does not mean that he becomes an ordinary human being. The spiritual master is as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore one who is very serious about spiritual advancement must regard the spiritual master in this way. Even a slight deviation from this understanding can create disaster in the disciples' Vedic studies and austerities. And now we just have about 12 minutes left, and we'll take some uh, questions. Weren't ready for that, were you? Questions can be... Um, either come spontaneously or be conjured in order to expand the conversation in a way that will be fruitful. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, back, uh, about the Purusha avatar. Um, I'm curious if at a certain point the expansions of Krishna uh, become avatars or if they're just like if like Prakasha expansion um, say like uh, maybe uh, Chaturvyuhas, Vyuhas, for example, or would they be considered avatars? Or is there a certain um, type of expansion of Krishna that is not avatar? Because it very specifically says in, uh, in Madhya 20 around uh, like one, no, excuse me, around like 250 or something, it says that the avatar is, um, is the appearance in the material world, even though transcendental only appears, but appears in the world. So I was wondering if uh, other expansions of Krishna that don't necessarily appear in um, the material world would be considered avatar proper or maybe just some sort of expansion. 
Sorry if that's not at all. Question. The way the, the avatars describes one who crosses down from higher level to level within the perception of those who are on a lower level, and for all intents and purposes, really all of Krishna's expanses at one time or another appear to the people on the lower plane of existence. That is the material world. Consider just from the top, Krishna himself appears directly, specifically to give everyone an idea about who he is and to defeat the atheistic idea that there is no form of God. And therefore he says, If you know in truth how he appears in the material world, then you'll become liberated. You won't take birth again in this material world. Similarly, the Chaturvyuha describes how they, they descend in the material world. Ram Lila, the, the Chaturvyuha representative, Ram, Lakshman, Shatugna, and Bharat. There are the you know, expansions of Chaturvyuha in many other ways that they appear in, in the world. So practically all of the incarnations of the Lord appear at one time or another. They cross down from the higher plane to the lower. And therefore, that from that perspective, they can all be considered avatara. What other questions do you have? Yes. And then Radhakripa Prabhu is next. Amaraj, I don't have a question. Um, when we were reading the uh, verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, this verse from Bhagavad Gita came, came to my mind, which kind of enlists um, Krishna's energies and his nature, which is Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Matha Sarvam Pravartate Iti Matva Bhajante Maam Buddha Bhav Samanvita, which is um, I'm the Lord of the universe and everything emanates from me, and knowing this, the wise full of devotion come to me. Yeah, that's a really well-placed verse because it describes the effect, doesn't it? Did you look it up? Look it up. Aham sarvasya pravavo matak sarvam pravartete iti matva bhajante mam bhava samanvita. This verse describes what the effect on a person who, who understands completely that everything emanates from Krishna. Wouldn't it change your perspective a little bit if you understood that? I mean, all of you do understand that, but I'm just saying, if one understood that who didn't before, how would it change his or her perspective to know that everything emanates from Krishna? Hum sarvasya prabhava, everything emanates from me. Therefore, it would solve a lot of problems because you see how everything, you would see everything in relationship to Krishna, right? And so that verse practically describes the the um, effect of Sambandagyan, doesn't it? You, who is it who's mentioned Sambandagyan and what it is originally? So t tell us how this verse just um, takes Sambandagyan into Abhideya. Give us some context. Sambanda moves to Abhideya and how it relates to the verse at, on hand, at hand. Mm. So Sambandha is building the connection, or um, it is tying the knot with Krishna. And um, so in this verse it says... That's appropriate for today, right? Yes. 
And um, in this verse, it says, "This perfect, um, the wise who know this perfectly engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts." So it goes to Abhidhya. It goes into the level of Abhidhya when the devotees are performing devotional service and also um, they're worshiping Krishna in their hearts. So it builds. It further establishes that connection and um, develops. Yes, very good. If you know that, if you're aware of the fact that everything's emanating from Krishna, then you worship him with all your heart. That's Sambandha into Abhideya, right? It's a really good verse. You and it, you did well. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, Maharaj, but uh, um, Pallad Maharaj uh, actually mentioned it seems pretty obvious. Uh, it actually makes a lot of sense that... Uh, you know, in the material uh, opulence, whatever we have, it it's you know uh, whatever his dad had, it's you know dis uh, he saw that even uh, you know in in his seconds it disappeared. But why that propensity in us is so difficult to believe and started acting on that one? Why is it that so difficult? Because we understand this is this makes sense. Yes, we shouldn't be. But why that propensity in us is so powerful that we, uh, even after understanding, we cannot uh, overcome so easily? Because there's an agreement amongst all conditioned souls that we won't try to expose the illusion. This is what Devamrita Swami calls mass consensual trance. <laughs> and if somebody tries to expose the, the reality of the material world, everyone's like, no, 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 don't show me that become very upset about it, in fact. Uh, in fact, you know, I try to cover it myself. But you're asking why. There's a kind of um, deep-rooted desire to enjoy separately from Krishna. And Prabhupada calls that a, a long-cherished desire to enjoy matter. And that becomes habitual, becomes second neighbor, nature habit, and Mahaprabhu says, until somebody comes along and helps you to come out of that illusory state and coaches you how to move out of it gradually, and it's very difficult to come out. He says, Maya Mugda Jivaranati Nahi Swata Krishna Gyan, Jivera Krishna Koila Sarva Veda Veda. I'm sorry, we'll start over. Maya Mugda Jivaranati Swata Krishna Gyan. Jivera Krishnaya Koila Krishna Veda Puran. That's why the Vyasa Srila Vyasadev gave the Srimad Bhagavatam in order to give a lot of information and coaxing uh, to the living entity so that he could come out of the position of trying to hold on to matter. It's irrational, actually. And uh, Prabhupada describes that the reflection of the sun appears to be as bright as the sun. And therefore, the material world is very convincing that it's a, it's a real thing. And therefore, the, all the admonitions within the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita are towards educate yourself, see that this is not the reality. But until you have a superior reality, until you understand there's a superior form of variety, that it's very difficult to give up the lower. This is one of the themes that is there throughout the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam. Vishaya vinivartante nirahara sedehina rasavarja rasopyasya param drishvanivartate. Until you see it for yourself, you taste the higher thing. It's very difficult to give up the lower. And and yene revinaksha vimukta maninas toyasta bhava davashudha buddhaya. 
Aruya Krishna Paramparam Tata Patantyato Nadrta Yushmarangraya. Those who are imagining some sort of liberation will fall down from their position until they come to the point of actually connecting with the original Supreme Personality of Godhead in loving devotional service. So where, where does it say it's irrational? In the uh, talk by Shukadeva Goswami in the second canto, he says, he says, Deha patra kalatra deshu atma saini susatsapi tesham pramatunidhanam pashyanapi napashyati. He says that uh, people have this um, unnatural attachment to those things that are temporary and they think that they can be uh, protected by them. The body, the body um, is just a fly by night. You know, it's a rent a car somebody gave us, handed it off for rent a car. Here's the keys. You can drive it for a while, but it's not going to last. But everyone thinks this body, if I just take the right supplements, if I follow the right, <laughs> I mean, people sell so many supplements. And because everyone thinks if I just take that, they'll live forever. And, um, they surround themselves with family members. They think they'll protect me, money, country, and so forth. But Shukadeva Goswami says, believe me, these are all fallible soldiers. Then he goes on to say, although people see it, they don't see it. Because they don't want to see it. Once we were in Harinam in New York City, we were going down this really crowded uh, section of Brooklyn, and I noticed that some people, they'd hear the holy name and they'd immediately get joyful, just like Krishna says in the 11th chapter of the Gita. And other people, uh, very few of them, but some people would show some disdain and say, uh, why don't you get, why don't you, or you know, they just, the body language, like why are you bothering people? And there are some people that didn't react at all. You know, they were moving boxes or doing them and we're right next to them going by and they don't even respond at all. And I was witnessing this tendency in the living entity to completely ignore Krishna. Because living entities are smart. They know there's some kind of spiritual vibration coming down. But they've decided, some of them, that no matter what, I'm not going to look. I'm, I'm not even going to acknowledge it, that it's even there. So that's the disease of the living entity. And we can overcome that disease by a good association. If we get association with Vaishnavas, there's some effect from the rays that come from their heart that make us question this dogged dedication to staying in the material world no matter what. It becomes a vow that no matter what happens, even if I'm killed millions of times by the process of time and death, I'm going to still hold on to it. And that's what Prahlad Maharaj is describing to his father, that people, even though uh, they're being crushed by the wheel of time, they still hold on to it. So the devotees, Maya Mukta Jivaranahiswata Krishna Gyan, they can come and they can uh, open our eyes to something higher and give us a higher taste. Speaking of which, I think it's time for Prashadam. Am I correct about that? Or did I just almost cause that? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Govinda has a closing remark. Please. There's still one minute left, I think, half minute. Maharaj, I had a question regarding, um, I'm kind of confused sometimes between Shakti Avish Avatar and 
छन अवतार आर दे आई थिंक छन अवतार इज अ सब कैटेगरी ऑफ वन अवतार और इज इट अटेगरी छन 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 हिडन या एक्चुअली प्रभु मैंशन सम अदर टाइप्स ऑफ अवतार्स कवर्ड अवतार छन अवतार हिडन इनकारनेशन सो मे बी वी कैन टेक इट ऑफ लाइन राइट लुक इट अप जस्ट गेट द सेवेंथ कैंटो फॉर नाइन्थ चैप्टर आई डोंट वांट टू टेक टू लॉन्ग फॉर दिस बिकॉज़ वी आर एक्चुअली आउट ऑफ़ टाइम बट वी कैन रिसर्च मोर इन द लघु भगवतम रीता व्हिच गोस इनटू मच डिटेल ऑन दीस थिंग्स बट द द चना अवतार रियली मेन चना अवतार दैट्स रेफर्ड टू इन आवर संप्रदाय इज लॉर्ड चैतन्य because obviously uh, as presented by um in his argument to uh here itam ritiriya grijishi jeva actually i don't have to look it up you know which verse it is but we'll go into it further so i don't get in trouble by going over time go pray manane hari hari